0: Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go Barg Sanders! Go food and Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, and radio network. What do we have in store for you on this edition of the program? Well, it's our final podcast of the year. So, we've got a little fun in store for you today as we do a little NFL two-step. Two weeks to go. In the regular season, and we start to look at things, big players, big pretenders. Right now, I think there are five teams that can win the Super Bowl. Five. Five teams that can win the Super Bowl. Who are they? We're going to tell you. Also, a little college football playoff primer. We pump the primer. Who we like? Who's going to navigate this thing? Year interview. Looking back, what's the sports story of the year? And not only what's the sports story of the year, but sports figure of the year? sports story nationally and in the state of florida and we have a little dousing effect as we wrap this sucker up again harp on sports the bar podcast media audio radio network follow share like subscribe at harp on sports twitter at harp on sports instagram harp on sports auditory route buzzsprout spotify apple podcast harp on sports facebook page page Easy for me to say, right? Harp on Sports Facebook page, Harp on Sports YouTube channel, and of course, HarpOnSports.com. Let's start off with a little NFL two-step, shall we? Two weeks to go in the regular season. And at this point, to me, the Ravens, after what they did in San Francisco, have to be the Super Bowl favorite, don't they? Lamar Jackson, barring a complete and total collapse, is going to be your MVP, and he should be. He should be. They're going to end up with the best record in the NFL. They beat the Dolphins. They're the one seed throughout in the AFC, and they have played the best football the last two months. And as I look at things, I think there are two teams in the AFC that can win the Super Bowl: Ravens and the Bills. That's it. Dolphins can't. Dolphins aren't going in. Dolphins are not going into Baltimore and winning in January. They're just not. They've played better as of late, but the Ravens are red hot. And. Miami has to go up there and play in what 30 degree weather this weekend? Not gonna happen, gang. And then Buffalo. If Buffalo can get the two seed and beat Miami at the end, now we've got ourselves something. Now we've got what? If you're if they're lucky, Kansas City ends up in Buffalo and the AFC South winner hosts Miami and Miami will beat them, and then Miami has to go back to Baltimore. I I think we're headed towards a I think we are we're headed towards a Bills. Ravens AFC championship game. So at least in the AFC, that's how I see things shaking out at this point in the NFC. I think three teams, although things just kind of tightened up a little bit, didn't they? I just don't know about the Lions away from Detroit. I just don't. I think there are three teams. Remember, I said there's five teams that can go to the Super Bowl and win it. The Bills, the Ravens and the AFC and the NFC. I think it's the Cowboys. I think it's the Eagles. And of course, the Niners. Yeah, the Niners just got waxed, but the Niners look so good the last month. Six weeks. I think they were asleep at the wheel. Brock Purdy had four picks. Everybody's bailing on the Niners now, not me. I think the Liners, the, the Niners take care of business down the stretch, and the A NFC ends up going through them. And I think the, the curveball and all this is what happens between the Bucks and the Cowboys. Is how I think this thing shakes itself out. Now the Lions have to go to Detroit. Or the Lions have to go to Detroit. The Lions play the Cowboys this weekend. I just don't see how the Lions go into Dallas and win, but we'll see if that takes place. Then all of a sudden now you've got yourself a nice conversation, but when it's all said and done, I think those are the teams. And I think the lion or the Cowboys are interesting because if the Cowboys play the bucks. And then the the Cowboys have to turn around again and take on the Niners. That that makes things somewhat interesting. That four seed, the one seed, however that works, but all of a sudden I'm telling you, watch out for the bucks. The bucks beat the saints this weekend. Then they're going to get to rest all their starters for two weeks and get ready. That, Watch out. What about the job Baker Mayfield's done? No one mentions Todd Bowles as coach of the year either. Probably not going to win it, but I, I get it. Then Campbell, I, I get it. The job that he's done in Detroit is remarkable. The job that he's done there is Shane Steik in, in Indy, but they've kind of struggled as of late, so I, I get it. But It is remarkable. John Harbaugh won't get any credit, but the job he's done in Baltimore is pretty good too. So those are the five teams right now. I think those five teams, Cowboys, Eagles, Niners and the Bills and the Ravens. I think the five teams that can win the Super Bowl. So there's a little NFL two-stepper. Oh, oh! by the way, we talk about like the ultimate showdowns. Remember, oh, I remember 20 years ago, we talked about how the Cubs and the Red Sox were both in the NL and ALCS and they could have played in the World Series. I was like, oh my gosh, what a crazy World Series that would be. And then you start talking about what are the ultimate NBA Finals and the ultimate, you know, tradition-rich oh my gosh, are we actually going to get this championship? The NBA is a little bit different because it's been around for long enough now that everybody's kind of had a crack at it. Super Bowls are tougher to get to. But you are intact. The lovable loser, Super Bowl. The Browns and the Lions. The Browns and the Lions are both going to be in the postseason at the same time. There's your ultimate lover scorn Super Bowl. The poor snake-bitten Browns and the, the Lions who haven't won a division in 30 years. You're telling me? not. The likelihood's not strong, but could the likelihood of both of these teams making the postseason or one of them making the postseason, period? But the fact that they're both going to make the postseason in the same year, your Lions Browns ultimate, the world is going to end Super Bowl, is still intact. Still have a shot at that. Should be a lot of fun. So we go on our little NFL two step as we head into the weekend. Okay. Or head into week what, 17? I think this is interesting. I wanted to give you a little year in review sports story of the year, national sports story of the year. And you know, I, I was thinking about this and, and what a a strange, weird year. I mean, I go back through and look at all the championships and sports starting with what? Okay. Joe kitchen, the nuggets win the, NBA Finals okay that's in the middle of the summer going back the Chiefs win the Super Bowl Georgia repeats as national champions in college football going way back to the beginning of the year okay our football it's it's always tough when you get to the end of the year because you have a whole new football season at the front of your mind that kind of negates what we saw at the end of the last season uh, the World Series Bochi and the Rangers what a great story over the Diamondbacks but how sexy was that I what else did we have? Now, the sports story of the year, to me, is going to get lost in the shuffle. And I'm sure you forgot about it. To me, the sports story of the year is LeBron James breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record. There's a record that stood for 30 years, 35 years. I mean, that's Barry Bonds breaking Hank Aaron's home run record. That's Pete Rose eclipsing Ty Cobb. I mean, what LeBron, I, to me, the sports story of the year is LeBron breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record. It won't be on a lot of people's minds, but to me, that's the sports story of the year. What else is going to be? The Chiefs? Uh, Okay, I'm a Chiefs fan, but come on. The Georgia winning back-to-back titles, again, when you get a whole new football season, it kind of clouds out a little bit. I mean, there's some interesting and great stories. The women's Final Four with Iowa and and LSU, okay, but... I live, I golf, I... It was a bizarre year, but to me, the sports story of the year nationally is what it is. Sports story of the year nationally is LeBron James. Now, the state of Florida sports story of the year I, there is one or two ways you could go with this. There are there there are one or two ways you could go with this, and you know it got me thinking about you know, the Marlins finally make the postseason. Wow, pretty impressive, right? And then you start to look around and go, okay, well, all three NFL teams may make the postseason when it's all said and done. We know the Dolphins are in. After this weekend, the Bucks will be in. Who thought the Jaguars may be the last team in Florida, but they're struggling, and if Trevor Lawrence is out, I I know Matt Barkley's been signed to the practice squad or emergency quarterback. To me, that, that that's another interesting story. But to me, the sports story in the state of Florida for the year is Florida State getting left out of the college football playoff. Th- that's the sports story of the year in the state of Florida. I mean, the Magic are making a nice run here to start the year. And what the Heat did last year going, D- Jimmy Butler, I-, I get it. I get it. I do. I get it. But to me, the sports story of the year is Florida State getting going undefeated and getting left out of the college football playoff. Sucks. It's brutal. But sometimes Time Magazine's person of the year was Vladimir Putin What 10 years ago. I mean, sometimes they're not good people. Sometimes it's not uplifting stories. Sports story of the year. Nationally. LeBron, breaking Cream's record. Sports story of the year in the state of Florida is Florida State getting snubbed. There you go, Sportsman of the Year. I know Dion won Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year. I get it. You're gonna give it to Jokic. You're gonna give it to Mahomes. I, I, I get it. I think if Iowa would have beaten LSU, you could have given it to Caitlin Clark, but they didn't. Angel Reese, but she wasn't even the best player on her team in that game, so that's a little bit different. I mean, talking trash doesn't mean you're the Sports Person of the Year. I right? Caitlin Clark was pouring in 40 points a game, so I. I Again, all this aside, there was an avenue that it could have made it if you're putting together like a top 10 list that have been in there. But there you go. All right, college football playoff. I, I've gone through and I've looked at this, and, and the spreads are interesting, right? Texas, four-and-a-half point favorite against Washington, and Michigan still a two-point favorite against Alabama. And the fact that Alabama in the last three weeks hasn't been able, or the last four weeks hasn't been able to crack that shows me that defensively, Michigan's going to give Alabama problems. And I went through and I looked at this and what Michigan's done this year up until late in the year. And everybody had one of those games. Oh, Michigan struggled. Yeah, Michigan had a couple games in there where they struggled on the stretch, but Alabama should have lost to Auburn. We can find those games all over the place for both, for all four of these teams, right? So. Maybe the exception, of I don't even Texas struggled down the stretch at times. So well, I was looking at this and trying to figure out what the, the, the rub of this is. And the fact that this is a two-point spread has got me going, wait a second here, what's up? And here's how I look at this. Remember, Alabama is three years removed from a championship. Michigan was here and embarrassed last year by TCU. Michigan still has this world is out to get us mentality. Well, they're scared of Alabama. No, they're trust me, they'd be more scared of Georgia than Alabama. They would rather have played Florida State. Yeah, no, you know what, Sherlock? Of course they would have. But Jimmy Harbaugh's got a little chip on his shoulder. And, you know, Milroe played extremely well against Georgia. But Alabama's this Jekyll and Hyde act. They are. I think Michigan's defense is special. Give me the Wolverines. God, that pains me. Give me the Wolverines to beat Alabama 24-17. Michigan going to the national championship game. And Texas and Washington's another one that I think is interesting. Um, Xavier Worthy got hurt against Oklahoma State. He He's playing. Is he 100%? He's the number one receiver for the Longhorns. I know they've I've got, you know, running back, they're dynamic, but. Worthy's going to play. I just don't know how healthy he's going to be. And this thing expected, I expect points. I expect a ton of points. And Washington's offense, to me, is just better. They got 2,000-yard receivers. Texas doesn't have a 1,000-yard receiver, but Worthy is the best of that bunch. I I just think Washington has more firepower. Give me Washington to upset Texas. A good old-fashioned, old-school Rose Bowl type of championship game, although it's not the Rose Washington and Michigan. Uh, I think, I I say 24-21. Actually, I go 31-28. 31-28. Get this point spread boosted up there a little bit. 31-28, Washington beats Texas. Washington-Michigan play for the national championship game. Healthy, more dynamic. And every time you doubted Washington's undefeated, every time you doubt them all year, they just found a way to bounce back. I think we have two undefeated teams play for the national championship. Let the debate and the discussion begin. I'm just looking at it and right, Alabama and Texas. Okay, so you're picking one underdog and one favorite. All right, I'm picking one favorite and one underdog. I'm just going in the opposite direction. I think that Michigan got here last year and got embarrassed by TCU. And what's happened this year? I think that That matters. That matters. And this isn't the most pristine Alabama team. Yeah, they caught lightning in a bottle and they beat Georgia. Georgia fell asleep after what happened the week before. Michigan's not going to fall asleep. They did last year against TCU. Oh, they've been cheating. Yeah, okay, they were cheating. They won. They won without hardball for the final three weeks, unless they were cheating in those games too. There you go. I wanted to wrap with this because I think this is fun. We're going to end 2023 on a fun note. Uh, By the way, tip of the hat to some of these bowl games the last few years. I love the Duke Mayo Bowl of, about pouring mayonnaise on people. Cheez-Its did this a couple, you know, with, with all the Cheez-It crackers, dumping the, the empty Gatorade full of Cheez-Its. I think that's pretty clever. Um, again, Dukes, I give Duke credit. I despise, look, I don't like mayonnaise. I think it's disgusting. But I tip my hat to what Dukes has done. So I buy the barbecue sauce. I do. It's in my fridge right now. I, I reward creative, clever marketing. I do. So, Pop-Tarts. Their trophy looks like a toaster. <laughs> I love it. The football's got two slots for Pop-Tarts. I, love it. I think that's awesome. And also, I give them a ton of credit. You can eat the mascot or they're going to have a Pop-Tart. I love that. I love that. Um, I did see this, though. The Holiday Bowl. Holiday season. Cheer. Festivities. Love. They're gonna have an eggnog bath? Okay, look. Sure, why not? It's like, oh, what's going on here? Stop it. Come on. This is supposed to be fun. Let's do ridiculous things. Bowl gets be ridiculous. And I'm really gonna be ridiculous. If we're if the holiday ball, holiday cheer, eggnog, they're gonna dump eggnog, man. It's gonna stink. And oh my, you know what happens with old milk and just it's gonna be awful. But I was thinking, we got to up the ante here. Here's what we missed out on, and I encourage all of these bulls, there's still a chance for a couple of you. There's still a chance for a couple of you. The ones that we missed out on that are in the rearview mirror, now that we're dumping eggnog on people, we dump mayonnaise on people. cheese it crackers, you can do all sorts of things with this, but look, look, bear with me on this one. Okay, if we can dump mayonnaise and we're going to dump eggnog on people, the quick lane bowl, we missed out. Quick lane bowl, Minnesota won, beat Bowling Green. We could have dumped motor oil on people. You fill one of those Gatorade things, and you dump oil. Quick lane oil change. We missed out on the opportunity to dump oil on people. Also, the scooters Frisco coffee, or the scooters coffee Frisco bowl. We're going to dump coffee on somebody. I, I feel, I, I feel cheated if we're dumping mayonnaise and. In, in, eggnog on people we could have dumped coffee on people in the scooters coffee frisco bowl um hey look while we're at it we've got the opportunity here we had it with the birmingham bowl that was what 76 uh gas station and the valero alamo bowl we're gonna dump gasoline on people like we're we're missing out on the opportunity to dump more liquids on coaches and what you could really do creative in the seventy-six. Birmingham bowl or the Valero Alamo bowl is you dump the higher octane on the winning coach. So if you're the, if you're the winning coach, you get premium dumped on you. If you're the losing coach, you get diesel (laughs) or octane 87. Uh, what do I have? Any more in here? We're going off. Oh, the Chick-fil-A bowl. You can dump iced tea. Chick-fil-A iced tea. Dump some iced tea on people. I know it's not what they're known for, but come on. Dump some iced tea. Get an iced tea bath. Good old Chick-fil-A iced tea. And of course, the easy one in all this, OJ, Orange Bowl. You dump orange juice on people. There you go. The one that is a missed opportunity, and I don't know why, and is it going away? The Apple Cup. Washington, Washington State. Been a great chance to dump apple juice on people. Um... And I'm still telling you this. Florida, Georgia, get this figured out. The world's largest outdoor cocktail party. You hate that connotation. I know. But name it after a cocktail sauce. Is it Zataran's? Name it after a cock. Zataran's presents the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. See what you've done? And you can dump cocktail sauce on people. I'm all for dumping liquids on coaches. We got gasoline, oil, coffee. Orange bowl should be easy. It's orange juice. Harp On Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio, network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harp On Sports, Twitter at Harp On Sports, Instagram. Harp on Sports, of course, Auditory Route, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Harp on Sports, Facebook page, Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel, and of course, HarpOnSports.com. Happy New Year, as always. It's a pleasure. Appreciate you being a part of it. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends.